Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 24 is a scripture that has always intrigued me and I find it so powerful and filled with little nuggets of wisdom. It says there are four things which are little on the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. And then in Proverbs, Solomon goes down the list of these four things uh, that exemplify wisdom. Now, if you're nerdy like me, something like that intrigues you and you want to know. Well, I'm glad that you want to know because we're going to talk about it today on the podcast. Wisdom is so important in these times, and I don't know about you, but I could sure use a little extra wisdom and discernment right now to maneuver these crazy waters that we're all swimming in. You know, sometimes powerful things come in small packages. It may not seem like much, but with God, even the little things in life can be powerful and full of wisdom. Well, Solomon tells us about four creatures that exemplify wisdom, and they all have one thing in common. They're little. They seem insignificant. They seem like they're not very important, but they're exceedingly wise. Guys, thanks for tuning into the Noteworthy Podcast. I am your host, Nathan French. I'm so glad to get to spend some time with you today. Thanks for tuning in. Let's go. You know, a little bit can go a long way when God is in it. For instance, faith is so powerful that it just takes a little bit of faith to move a mountain. It only takes a little bit of courage to make the decision to do the right thing. Today we're going to be talking about wisdom, and the Bible tells us that wisdom comes from God and that we're to pray for wisdom. You don't have to be the wisest man in the world to live for God and make the right life decisions. Even Solomon didn't have wisdom until he prayed for wisdom. Just a little bit of wisdom has enough power to to deter a hundred wrong turns. But there's something I want us to grasp together, and that is that wisdom is not just something that you know, it's something that you do. And Solomon knew that In order to have wisdom, you know, he could have asked for anything, but he prayed for wisdom. That says a lot about his character. If you were given the opportunity to have anything in the world, would you choose wisdom? Is wisdom that valuable to you to walk in discernment? Well, one action is greater than a thousand good intentions. Wisdom is is movement. Wisdom is something that you have to act upon. It calls out through silence and it pushes away through the noise and says, okay, I'm not just going to talk about it, but I'm going to live a life of wisdom. Job 28 and 12 says, but where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Now I want to talk about uh, where wisdom comes from. And we're going to kind of dive into one of my favorite passages of scripture that I've been studying lately. And uh, let's start with the little things. 
and go from there. Four little things. Proverbs 30 tells a fascinating story of four little creatures that we could all learn a lesson from. Four little creatures that are tiny, but they are packed full of wisdom. Let's let's just lay a little foundation here just to make sure you're following with me. David was smaller than Goliath, but he was more powerful than Goliath. Dimes are smaller than nickels, but they're worth more and have greater value. Five loaves and two fishes are too small to feed 5,000, but when a little boy gave a little bit of what he had, everyone went home full that day. The same could be said for these four little creatures in Proverbs chapter 30. They show us that just a little bit of wisdom can go a long way when God gets involved in it. And Solomon referred to four little creatures that possess wisdom. Here's the four creatures, okay? You ready? Ants, rock badgers, locust, and spiders. Now, if you read in the King James Version, it doesn't call them rock badgers. It calls them conies. So um, if you're reading from the from a King James, you'll see the word conies. If you're reading from the New King James or the NIV, you will see it translated as rock badgers. They both mean the same thing. Proverbs 30 and 24, there are four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceedingly wise. Let's dive into it together. The first creature that Solomon talks about, the little big creature, is the ant. Proverbs 30 and 25 says, The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. Now, I know what you're thinking. What could an ant possibly teach me about anything, especially wisdom? Okay, Solomon was trying to tell us that ants take thought and time to prepare for the future. They are not strong, yet they store up their food in the summer. God has made the ants so wise and thoughtful that they go about gathering food in the harvest time. They are not idle in the fine long days when the sun shines. They get all the grains of corn that they can find and they store them up for their nest. So when the cold front comes and the snow falls, they don't starve. Wisdom will always help you prepare for your future. When was the last time you thought about tomorrow? You thought about the next step and where you wanted to go in life. Work hard. Do everything you can to achieve your goals. We could learn from the ants when it comes to this. Take time to think about what college you want to attend. What career do you want to pursue? What kind of car do you want to save up to pay for? Pray for the person you'll marry one day. If you're single, be praying for that person. Think about the future and take time to pray for it. This is something we could learn from the ants because they're not strong. They don't, they look little. But when it comes to wisdom, they're big because they're preparing for the future. The second creature that we read about is the rock badgers. Proverbs 30 and 26, it says, The rock badgers are a feeble folk, yet they make their homes in the crags. Now, crag simply means a steep or a rugged cliff or a rock face. So 
rock badgers are this little creature. It's not something you see every day. Uh, you can go Google it, go look it up. They're kind of cute, actually, if you look at them. Uh, but <laughs> they make their homes in the rocks. Now, Solomon reminded us that this funny little creature, that they have a place of safety to flee to in times of danger. For example, rock badgers, they're, af- they're afraid of some things, okay? They're afraid of foxes, dogs, and hunters. They're afraid of, of, uh, of birds that will sweep down and pick them up. And they're very aware of the surrounding danger around them. They are aware of the enemy. So what do they do? They make their homes in the rocks. You don't see them living out in the open field. They don't dig down into the dirt. They go to the crags. They go to the rugged cliffs, the rock face. And this is where they live. They make their homes in the rocks. They go where animals can't dig them out. They have a hiding place that they run to. That sounds wise to me. Psalm 32 and 7 says, Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Selah. Let the church be your rock. Let the church be the refuge you run to in times of trouble. And when you don't know where to run, I go to the rock. Psalm 61 and 2 says, When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Rock badgers don't hate their home. They don't hate the rocks that protect them. Matter of fact, they love the rocks. If you look at them, they look very happy there. They don't resent that they live in this space for protection. And how unwise would we be to resent the church and the house of God and the safeguards that we place in our life by living a life of holiness? How foolish would we be to hate those things that protect us? I go to the rock and I love him. When David referred to these creatures in Psalm 104, 18, when he said, the cliffs are a refuge for the rock badgers. That's right. It's in your Bible. Psalm 104, 18. Build your house upon the rock and it will be a solid foundation. We all know the story of what happens when you build your house on the sand instead of the rocks. All right, let's keep moving forward. The third creature is the locust. Proverbs 30 and 27 says, The locust have no king, yet they go forth, all of them, by bands. Locusts teach us to love one another, to keep together, and help one another. They have no king. Now, of course, people can try to misinterpret the scripture and say that it's saying we don't need leadership, right? We don't need somebody in authority over our lives. That is absolutely a misinterpretation of this scripture. This is not at all what it's trying to say. In other words, it's saying they don't have someone to to tell them what to do at all times. They don't have to have somebody to tell them what to do at all times. They just do it. They know they're weak by themselves. So if you see locust, you will see thousands because they understand the power of numbers and unity. Matter of fact, Anytime in scripture when you see locusts, it's usually a plague of some kind, right? Because they travel in thousands, millions even of numbers. They stay together because wisdom is stronger and more available in numbers. People that exercise wisdom work well with others. They accommodate other people before themselves. 
They make decisions based on the needs of others and the benefit of their group. Locusts seek counsel. Locusts work together. By saying they don't have a king, it means, listen, for that student that's in your youth group, you don't have to have your youth pastor there with you on Monday to remember what he taught you on Sunday. Apply that to your life and walk forward in unity. You know, your pastor can't be with you every day of the week. At some point, you have to say, you know what, I'm going to take what the man of God has placed in my life, and I'm going to take it up, and I'm going to make it my own, and I'm going to walk with it, and I'm going to work well with other people. Psalm 133 and 1 says, Behold how good, and I like how it says this, how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. We all like pleasant things, don't we? We all want to live in a pleasant environment. We all want to live in a pleasant church and be around pleasant people. If you want to do that, you've got to learn to work with other people. That is showing that you're exercising a life of wisdom. Last but not least, is the spider. (laughs) Proverbs 30 and 28, the spider takes hold with her hands and is in king's palaces. Now, confession here. I'm going to be 100% honest. I struggled with the fact that Solomon uses this creature because I absolutely hate spiders. So to think that a spider could exemplify wisdom kind of got to me a little bit. But as I (laughs) As I dived into it, I got over myself. If I'm that guy that if I walk into a spider web, I go absolutely crazy. I hate spiders. But they do teach us a powerful lesson. I got to give it to you, Saul, Solomon. Okay. (laughs) My friend James told me the other day, Saul is short for Solomon. Okay. So the spider teaches us a powerful lesson of wisdom that simply means never give up. The Bible says a spider can be caught with hand, yet it is found in king's palaces. The spider is little and weak, but takes great measure to weave her web. Have you ever noticed you can brush the spider web away and destroy it with just the wave of your hand? It doesn't take very much. But if you go somewhere for 24 hours and you come back, you'll notice that web is back. And you can, you can knock that web out again come back 24 hours later, the web's going to be back. Because no matter how many times you knock its environment out, the spider just keeps building its home. The spider will never stop rebuilding. I hate spiders, but no insect is as persevering as the spider. And that's what Solomon was trying to teach us. She does her work over and over again. She will not give up. You know, sometimes it feels as though the hand of life can destroy everything we've worked for in one swoop. But don't let life destroy you and keep you from moving forward. If life knocks you down, the water spout, climb back up again. This is something we can learn from the itsy bitsy spider. If life wipes away your plans, build new ones. Keep moving and never give up. In this context, the spider, though small, overcomes its seeming insignificance by using its hands to make its home in king's palaces. And I realized that in Proverbs, one of the things that made 
This spider, so wise, was not just the work of his hands, but where he was working, in the king's palace. Where are you building your future? Where do you place your hopes and dreams? What have you put stock in? What are you relying upon? Is it in the king's palace? Is it in the presence of the king? Because if God is not involved in it, it will fall by the wayside. But wisdom says that what I invest in will be eternal and it will make a difference in my life forever. Who knew an ant, a rock badger, a locust, and a spider could teach us so much about wisdom? Four little things that are big. Four little big things. Because they seem little. They seem insignificant when you look at them. But here's why they're not little. They're wise. They walk in wisdom. It's amazing how many people that are making an impact on the world, if you'd known them 10, 15 years ago, they might have seemed kind of insignificant. But when they dedicated their life to God and to a life of prayer and to a life of discernment and wisdom, they started making a big impact with each little day that they lived. Because sometimes wisdom comes in small packages because a little wisdom goes a long way. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast. I've really enjoyed getting to hang out with you today and diving into the topic of wisdom. And listen, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We could really dive in here, but I feel like this passage really sums up what we're trying to focus on today. And it's always such a privilege and an honor to be a part of your week. Be sure to leave a rating and review on the show. And thank you so much to all those who listen. And you guys just encourage me. And every single week that you tune in, it just means the world to me. I wanted to close out today with kind of a a, a shout out to you guys out in Apple Podcasts. You've been so kind to leave uh, quite a few reviews and ratings and that means so much. I wanted to give a shout out here. Shout out to Katiebug2006. Um, left a comment. It said, Herod is dead was truly a God sent message to me as a 13 year old. The day before I listened to that podcast, I was ready to give up. You see, I'm a pastor's kid in North Carolina and I went to youth convention and youth congress, but God filled me and I was ready to do anything when I got home and go to school. My problems came when I went back. But when I listened to that message, something shook in me. It was just what I needed. I'm not turning back now. Thank you so much for that needed message. You and your wife are so anointed. God bless. Thank you so much, Katie, for that kind comment. Shout out to you. Thank you for listening to the Noteworthy Podcast. One more here. This one is from Lena Cruz. She said, just finished Guard Your Heart. Wow. This podcast, like the name entails, is definitely noteworthy. I really like how I feel like the conversation feels like I'm there in person. And many points I had to pause and say, come on now, preach it. Or I just had to pause so I could write down every word. 
Thank you for answering God's call to make this podcast all great, informative episodes. God bless you, your family, and your ministry. Amen. Thank you, Lena, for that kind comment. And uh, for all of you that leave a uh, comment or a review, uh, I'm going to try to give you a shout out on the podcast just to say thank you for doing that. So, guys, it means the world. Let's pray and close this out. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for all those that have tuned in today. God, I pray that you'd help us to operate and live a life of wisdom. God, you know we need it now more than ever in this crazy world that we're living in. In Jesus' name, we know you're going to help us. Keep on being wise. We love you guys. We'll see you next week on the Noteworthy Podcast. Be blessed.